escape. Recruit two nerds with attitudes to talk about this dumb bitch. Aye, 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 aye. Nerd is new sexy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nerd is new sexy. This is episode 55. I'm Gambit, as always, and with me is... Wildfire One. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking about a, a, a couple of things, but mostly we're going to be talking about Power Rangers. The movie. Uh, Stan- the recent the movie, movie. The new movie. Uh, you guys saw it on our Facebook pages. Me and Wild both went out and saw it. Uh, we will be talking about Stan Lee, and we will be talking about... Uh, YouTube and how they kind of yeah, kind of mistreated uh, Team Four Star recently. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Uh, we both saw... I think we both saw Power Rangers at this, like, the same time. Like You saw the day before me, and then me and my girl went out and saw it the, day, the next it was, day. It was the same week. Uh, we watched Power Rangers, I want to say, uh, last Saturday, Sunday around that time and then and yeah and i saw it monday and i saw it monday uh we saw it monday and it was fucking awesome so um let me let me explain this i had really low expectations for power rangers i, I even told the gal i went in with my good friend she uh i told her i said hey you know what i i don't have much i don't i'm not looking forward to much of this because i wasn't a, i'm not a fan i wasn't a fan of the show and this is my outlook and i've you guys have heard me say it before and i know you've heard me say it too gambit when power rangers came out i was a teenager and i was you know hoping for voltron and i got power rangers and it just wasn't good to me so i didn't have much mm, i didn't have high expectations for the movie i thought it was just going to be a goofy kind of somewhat serious version of the original which it kind of was but it wasn't you know we'll see and the, and the, and, I, and, I, and i'm on the exact opposite of the spectrum where when power rangers first premiered i was in second grade mm-hmm. and so it was aimed right at my demographic you know kids around eight to thirteen and i just fucking lost it on fucking power rangers i loved it i watched every fucking episode i was a super fanboy. i watched so many seasons i think i trailed off sometime around little after Power Rangers uh, Zero when they went to space. Oh, yeah. Um, Sunray would know better about yeah, what was what. I, you know. I, I wasn't a fanboy about all the Power Rangers episodes. The first one I watched a little bit. I know there was some funny shit said in there. You know, the best line, and you've heard us talk, talk about before, the best line in the series was, uh, we're going to toss your salad. And, you know, they had to have known what they were saying when they were fighting that, that That's, yeah. no, they're, they're, monster. Yeah. No, and, that, and that's the thing. Was like, the only reason why I stopped watching it is just because it got it just got well, I got older and I just kind of fell out of it. But uh, and I've, t- I've said this before, and I, I make no mistake or hide when people ask me all the time, you know, why why do you do martial arts? I tell people all the time because I want to be the fucking Green Ranger. Jason David Frank inspired me to be a fucking martial artist. Watching the Power Rangers, watching that show, it really inspired me to do martial arts and and become a superhero because. The thing about the original that I really loved, and it's actually one of the downsides that I didn't like about the new one, mm-hmm. is that in the original one, like three of the six original Power Rangers were martial artists in some faction. Because you had Trini, whose, gran- whose grandfather taught her kung fu. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Jason, the original Red Ranger, who was a karate expert, and Jason David Frank, who was a karate expert as well. They were both black belts at the time. Uh, Kimberly was a gymnast, uh, gym- uh, a gymnast. Gymnast. So was uh, Zach. Was a fucking uh, break dancer, and Billy was nothing. No, Billy was a gymnast. I believe. Uh, well, he tried. He tried like he tried gymnastics with uh, Kimberly. He tried martial arts with uh, with with uh, with Jason. Uh, like I said, so I was a super fanboy, and, and I wasn't. Me and my girl went out to go see it together, mm. and I wasn't very excited. Like like yourself, I was very put off because the trailer looked fine, but it looked way more serious and darker than it kind of needed to be. It was off putting in a lot of senses. It, 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 yeah, it was actually a little off putting. And then so the the movie starts out. And right off the bat, 
they hooked me like hard because it's this epic fight scene. Well, the first where, scene, the first scene is yeah, is, is the is a is a unknown Red Ranger, you know, alien Red Ranger, you know, talking to Alpha Five, stating that they lost that that they that all's lost and that uh, they need to send down a uh, a meteor, and it you know that's kind of cool because it pretty much explains why the dinosaurs were extinct. They yeah. brought down the meteor. There you go. They brought you got down the meteor on Earth. And which is super dope because then as, as this Red Ranger's crawling and he takes off his power uh, power coin, you find out that it's fucking Zordon. And the coolest thing is in the original show, they never go into Zordon. They never go really into Zordon. They, they, you know he was a warrior. You know he at one point fought Rita, but you never really go into it. And what's super dope is they made Rita the Green Ranger, and that explains a fuck ton from the original show. Oh, yeah. In the original show, she made – the Green Ranger, she had the power coin, but you're like, how did this evil bitch even get a Power Ranger coin? Mm-hmm. And then it makes so much sense if she was a Power Ranger who went evil. That makes so much more sense. And why she was able to give the power to, to fucking Tommy, you know, and just to see Zordon all badass and fucking Red Ranger, he was fucking dope as fuck. And, <laughs> well, and it also explains why he's caught in that, in this version, he's caught in a spaceship in the AI, basically. Yeah, he's got he's got this, it, it, you know, I gotta admit, I like what they did with him rather than just putting him in a tube and a face. He was a face and a wall, and the wall looked like one of those nail, uh, those, those like novelty nail things that you can put your face in and it matches your face. It looked just like that, and that was really – that was kind of a cool trick. That was a kind of a cool effect. Everything they did with Zordon and and the actor they got to play it, which is – oh, God, what's his name? Is Who Blake was him. that? I was trying to uh, figure that's, that uh, out. Uh, it's Brian Cranston. Oh, okay. okay. From Breaking Bad is what he's most known for. But oh, I, yeah, you know what? I, I was wondering if that was him. Yeah, you know, I'll always remember Brian Cranston as the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, Brian Cranston played Zordon. That's yeah. – that's, yeah. Yeah, so Brian Cranston was Zordon. So Zordon was awesome. The new Rita was awesome. I, it's Breaking funny because the, the actress who played dad from Rita Malcolm Repulsa – I'll have to look up her name – but I couldn't get over the fact that she was in Zach and, Pier- Zach and Miri make a porno. Yeah, yeah. She's the one who played Miri, mm-hmm. and um, I just can't, I just can't not see her. <laughs> I can't you know? not see her in a, in a in a light that's not funny. Like yeah, yeah. But she did a great job as Rita Repulsa. Uh, I had no problems with them. So we get into we get into the Power Rangers, and the first one we get introduced to is Jason. And he is pulling a prank on the school where he's bringing a bull into the the locker oh, room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, one of the guys is like, there, there hey. might be there might be spoilers in this one, guys. Oh yeah, there's not even might. There's gonna be spoilers. Yeah, we're talking about the spoilers. whole movie, and we're gonna tell you what we think. This is gonna be gushing spoilers. But so you you get to meet Jason. He's pulling a prank, and then he gets chased by cops, and he actually runs from the police, which you know in itself is kind of like wow, he's not a good guy because I mean. No. He's, literally in a high-speed chase, and actually at one point gets away from the cops and then swerves to avoid a dumb truck and wrecks his fucking car. <laughs> so he gets in trouble. He gets on probation. He's got an, he's got like on home, he's on home arrest and he's got to go to detention now. And there's issues between him and his dad because he pissed away his fantastic football career. Mm-hmm. So in this one, instead of making Jason a martial artist, they made him a football star and kind of the all-American boy, which yeah. he kind of looks like. He does look like an Amber Crombie and Fitch fucked, you know, yeah. you know, fucking Tommy Hill figure. Yeah, but the worst part is they never really explained his motives of why he was kind of fucking up his life. Well, they you never, never got to see his mom, so I think maybe that had to do with it. Maybe. Maybe they'll go into it more in the next one, but they never talk about why he pissed away his career and like why he didn't give a shit about being a famous football player anymore. Well, he did. Remember, he was watching him play. He wanted to play. He just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, he's like standing there watching his team practice and stuff, but he fucked his life away. So so you had that. You had, so you had the instruction, and then he had to go to detention mm-hmm. where, we meet, where we meet all the Power Rangers. And honestly, 
This was one of my favorite lines, and I laughed so hard. So, in comes a bully and picking on the new Billy. You don't know it's Billy yet, but he's picking on the black kid. Yeah. And the black kid is organizing his color pencils very obsessive-compulsively. Yeah, very very OCD. Very, very OCD. Very OCD. He's, uh, he's like, organizing his pencils. And the new bully comes up. And I and I kind of wish they would have said that he was Bulk or Skull. You know, just yeah, you know, I, was looking f- I was actually looking for Bulk and Skull in the movie. And I, we didn't, I was kind of disappointed we didn't get them. Mm-hmm. Instead, we get this red-headed, weird-looking white dude. Am I, yeah, am so, I the only one that thought that that dude looked strange? Like, he didn't no, look he, like no, a he looked, he, Yeah, he looked weird. Like, he yeah. did not look like a bully at all. But he's picking on Billy. And Jason walks up. And is like and, – and stands up for him. But my favorite part is like they, they, he swings on him and he dodges very slick, very badass and then slaps the ever-loving shit out of him. Like he pimp slaps him back to the Stone Age. Did you just slap me? Yeah, I did. It's weird, right? <laughs> when, uh, when you went and saw the movie, how packed was the theater? Well, we went on a Monday. School's still in session where I live. Uh, and we went on at 2 o'clock. So it was me, my girl, and one other person. That's it. Okay, yeah, we had maybe, I want to say it was maybe like 10 people in the theater. Yeah, so I went to an early show and I kind of, but I laughed so ridiculously hard at that scene, I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing, and I thought it was a great, just another way to cement that, that he, at his core, is a good guy. Yeah, and you then know? of course, and then of course you kind of start to meet a little more about Billy, you, you, you introduces himself, you find out that's Billy. And, and he says, my name is Billy Cranston, which is I think is really hilarious, because then he's like, yeah, and the kids used to call me Billy Cran." Crayons up my cramps, ass. Or whatever. Cramps a ton or something. Crams a ton of crayons up his butt, which is actually hard to cram a ton of crayons up your butt. Mm-hmm. He's this really fast-talking, very funny, very antisocial kind of kid, and he just latches on to Jason and wants him to come over, and he wants his help for something that he doesn't know what, but he's like very persistent about it. And the way he gets Jason to come over is he tells him that he can hack his fucking... No, he borrowed his, his car. Well, he said he, would give him, he said he'd give him the car, but he also told him that he could hack his fucking uh, ankle bracelet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's because he was on he was on house arrest. So he goes over to yeah. he goes over to his house and he has he has four minutes to hack this fucking security device and he does it, which is fucking really awesome. I think mm-hmm. I, I think that was a great little showing of his tech powers and how smart he is. And then he comes to find out that his dad died, which he tells him at length. Yeah. Whether Jason wanted him he wanted him to stop, but he didn't. Yeah, he's like, hey, no more, and he's just, he's just continuing on. He's like, and what's really funny is like when he hugs him, and he's like, he goes when his when his beeper goes off, and he hugs him, and he goes, yeah, can you please stop hugging me now? <laughs> <laughs> but but he finds out that he wants to take him up to a, a mining site where they're doing uh, geological studies and shit like that. Where he and his dad would mine and do stuff it, and look for stuff and and look for stuff. They're up there, and there is another kid hanging out up there. And that is Zach, as you find out. He's a little Asian dude. They turned Zach Asian, which I think was cool. Cool yeah. choice. Um, and there's a girl just stalking around. This little this little Mexican girl just stalking around. And uh, so all the would-be Power Rangers are kind of in the same place. They're not talking to each other, but they're all well, in the you same Well, you forgot about Kimberly. We even got <clears throat> a little bit of backstory on her. Mm. Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. They met, when they met in the uh, detention. She gets a text and she goes to the restroom to meet these other girls. And you kind of, I guess, you kind of find out that she did something wrong to somebody. And she texted a picture of another girl out yeah. to like the public it, forum. It didn't say what kind of picture, but it kind of hints as to what kind of picture. It kind of hints to a nudie. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. 
Yeah, it, it, it hints out to a nudie photo, which which I kind of like that they had in this because you know this it's generation adult for for it's a, it's an adult thing in a power. Rating. Yeah, I can live with that. I can live with that. That's, I, yeah, I can live with that. This is like real situations that I can I can I can get behind. So I'm it wasn't, down. It wasn't for this. like oh I gotta be on my test. Oh I'm depressed. You know I'm going to detention. No, it's you're sending you're, you're sending nudie pictures to people and being a bitch. Right, and with this day and age of like technology, it is a problem. Like cyberbullying is a problem in schools. Mm-hmm. But so, so you had that. So you had that situation, and then well, she goes all emo and cuts her fucking yeah, hair that's off. That's what I was gonna get to. She cutting her hair, and I didn't realize what it was. And um, the person I was with tells me, for a cheerleader to cut her hair, that's a big thing. That basically means that you're was it like a rebe- an act of rebellion, or you're just out of the cheerleading squad. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. And I, I, I didn't know that was a thing either. That That's new to me, too, because I, I never fucked a cheerleader in high school. Fast forward to the part where you were at where they finally go to the uh, this this gold mining field area, this, well, this gold mining area, right? Yeah. When I got it... <clears throat> I got to back up a little bit because Billy is fucking with explosives, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. So he's fucking with explosives, and Jason just dips on him. He's It's the first moment where you kind of see him as an asshole because he just, he just really wanted the van. Mm-hmm. So he dips out, and that's when you meet Kimberly because Kimberly's out there fucking cliff diving and swimming around in fucking the lake and shit. Yeah, it was pretty dope. And then they had their little emo moment where they're like, let's run away together. Like, I hate Angel Grove. I'm teenaging, and I'm angsty, and the world doesn't understand me, and I'm full of hormones, and I just want to fucking fight everything I see. <laughs> I want to fucking fight everything I see. Yeah, I, don't know about, I can see it. I don't know about you, but that's how I felt in high school. Like, my hormones were raging, and all I knew, like, all of my body was telling me was to fucking kill things. Well, we were <laughs> we were, we were, dudes. It was different. Kimberly, I don't think Kimberly felt that way. I'm sure she felt like something, but she wanted to get away from there. And, and that, that conversation was actually, honestly, a great way of showing how tired they are. Because, I mean, you, you and I both grew up in a small town. We know what that small town mentality is like. Yeah, yeah, the small town mentality can be very draining, especially when you're like I like, knows everybody and yeah, and this is this is what I tell everybody all the time. Like when people uh, like ask me why I've got a complex about fighting and why I gotta like you know prove that I'm tough is because I grew up in a small town and what really sucked is being in in, in the early '90s, growing in a small town and being gothic because Wild can tell I, I wore makeup when I was a kid and being a nerd. I got into a lot of fights, so a lot of people knew me as like that 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 angsty kid. So like, and I can't say that when I was a teenager, I wasn't angsty and i didn't have those conversations with some hot girl where i was like let's run away together and i'll take my daddy's car and we'll <laughs> i can't would have killed you yeah my dad would have killed me yeah I, I can't say that i haven't had those conversations so it was kind of it was kind of nice to kind of cement like the writers were really good about cementing new teenage problems because i don't know what it's like to be a teenager it felt legit like they didn't feel like you know watching the show in the back in the day and everything was like you know saved by the bellish this yeah. felt legit. This felt that I, I it drew it drew me in instead of going. This is fucking stupid. You know? This kind of this kind of tapped into like the, like I said. I don't want to get too much about it, but the whole the kids were growing up with technology nowadays. You know, it's like instant fingertips and sending nudie photos, and you know that that's normal now. Oh, you're not. Uh, you know that that's what you do with your boyfriend now. Is you send him a nude picture and and just online and all this shit, dude. And I feel like the writers did a very good job of talking to teenagers and being like, hey, what's high school like right now? And it's like it's a little different than than our age. So I, yeah. Though it was a little dramatic and though it was a little emo and and and, and angsty for me, but that's the point. They're, they're Power Rangers. They're teenagers. They're not supposed to be like well-adjusted fucking adults. Not like in the show. They were bad in the show. Like yeah, the show was pretty fucking campy in that respect. And, and what really drives me crazy is is when you when you watch the original show, like the opening, the original show, the original very original Power Rangers. Zordon says that very famous line: uh, "Alpha Five, Rita's escaped. Recruit a team of of teenagers with attitude." Five, and they didn't, five teenagers with attitude. I yeah, think. and yeah, and they didn't recruit teenagers with attitude. They recruited well-adjusted, normal 
preppy surfer. Like the worst one that had probably any issues was probably Billy because he was getting picked on by Bulk and Skull. Yeah. And on top of this, as we all know, the actors they picked to portray in the Power Rangers original series were all well in their 20s. Yeah. I think they all started when they were like 23, 24, and like, like I think well, the no, youngest I think, was I think like, one of them was, was actually a teenager when he started. Yeah, yeah, I got, I've probably got to look that up because, like, at best, they were probably in their. But early most days. of them were were older. So with this one, it felt like they got real teenagers. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite characters, not well, one of my favorite, the, none of the characters were, none of the actors were known, and I, and for right. that to, for that to happen, and the the act the actors to actually get recognition, like they they did good, they did a good job. So. Well, what I was gonna say is one of my favorite actors, as far as like casting a teenage body type and a teenage person. Mm-hmm. Um, not that she was my favorite character. We'll get into that a little later. Actually, she was the character I, I hated the most, mm-hmm. and that was uh, the Neutrini. The Neutrini, she was a small little Mexican girl. Yeah. Like, she was very petite, very small, very tiny. She looked like she was, like, a freshman in high school at best. Mm-hmm. You know, she was very little, and that's – there's something about – like, one of the things about the original Power Rangers, it, believe it or not, one of the fan favorite Power Rangers, obviously the Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, is obviously the most famous and most popular – Power Ranger of them all, but surprisingly to most people who are not fans of Power Rangers, it's actually Billy, the Blue Ranger, is the fans' second favorite Power Ranger and the second person to be on the show the longest. What applies to it is here, at, when you become a Power Ranger, you don't have to be anything special already yeah. because being a Power Ranger makes you special. It, it grants you those powers of martial arts That's, and agility and sense. strength. Because none of them were really, none of them really did martial arts that I can remember the, in the movies. Yeah, in the movie, one of them was one of them. Yeah, was no, in the, in the, the other one was like a, a an ex cheerleader. The other one was like this, this, um, this. I don't want to say nerdy, but kind of like, kind of like introvert girl. Right. Uh, no. 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 You're very right. Like they, they, none of them in their new Power Rangers knew any martial arts. Yeah, they, none of them even even said they did that. Like there was yeah. a dojo. There was nothing. You know, there was nothing like that. Yeah. So so fast forward. We got all the teenagers in the thing, and Billy blows up the mountain. Literally yeah. blows up the fucking mountain with no fucks TV. given, just blows it up. Yeah, no fucks given, blows it up. And actually, I gotta back it up a little bit. One of the things I love about Billy is right before he blows it up, he's having a conversation with Jason on the mountaintop, and he talks about that. Um, he's autistic. He's on the scale. He doesn't say he's yeah. autistic. He just says he says, Jason, I gotta let you know something. He goes, I'm on the spectrum. On the spectrum, yeah. And he goes, and then he's like, and he, and he makes a joke, and he goes, See, I didn't know that was a joke. I don't understand that. And I kind of like that because autism is becoming a big thing in America right now. It's kind of nice to have an autistic character portrayed on film. Who's a hero. Who's a hero and who's not helpless. Because when we yeah. think autistic, we think of a kid who can't take care of himself. Yeah. And I like that. I like the inject that they, in this Power Rangers, they didn't shy away from real what? things that are happening. He turned out to be, what, Billy? He turned out to be my favorite character anyway. Billy was my favorite character by far, too. Yeah. By far. He was the and, most lovable because... You know, I, one, I, it almost seemed like I could I could relate to him in many aspects, and two, he was uh, he was just fucking hilarious. He was dry, laughing, hysterical. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they blow up the mountain and um, they find the coins. Now, this is an interesting take on Power Rangers. So the coins themselves in the original Power Rangers were a thing. Yeah. The coins were what you needed to morph. They were literally coins. In- they were literally gold coins with the symbol of the uh, with the dinosaur on it. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they put those coins into a little hand-holding device that would allow you to morph, which is the very famous, you guys ready? It's morphing time. And now this one, they get the coins, but they don't morph. They get the coins. Well, they don't- let's, let's, go, let's get to the coins real quick. 
the coins weren't coins. They were jewels. Yeah, they were more jewelish. Yeah. They were very uh, a like new type of rock, I would almost say. Yeah, they were they were more like uh, they looked almost like colored diamonds to me. Yeah, that's how I would put it. And the kids, so the kids grab them all, and they each grab one. They run from security. Yeah, well. And this was badass because this was hilarious. This is one of those another funny moments where all the kids scatter because security comes. Billy and Jason run off with Kimberly, or no, Billy and Jason run off by themselves in the van. Mm -hmm. They decide to go pick up the two girls. They, they get uh, Trini and Kimberly in the van while Billy's driving, and he's hilarious while driving. Pretty much. Yeah, Zach was running outside, and Zach didn't get picked up by them. Zach jumped on the top of the van. Yeah, like a while in motion, like a boss, dude. And one of my favorite scenes is Jason pulls him in the van and goes, are you crazy? And he looks right at him and goes, yeah, I yeah, am. I am. <laughs> it was so good. And he keeps and calling Trini crazy girl. Yeah, he keeps calling her crazy girl. But Which no, great. so they're hauling ass away from security and they're going to try to beat a train. And the whole time they're like, you got this, Billy. You can beat the train. And Billy's like, I got this. I got this. And then one of was like, he doesn't got it. And sure as <laughs> shit, he did not have it. It was like me playing a video game. When I say I got it, you know something real bad's about to happen. You, you know, is it just me? Or was there a lot of cars flipping, like, in the first hour of the movie? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what happens. The first, and you get a first, and I love it, because you almost get a first-person view of, like, when uh, Jason, yeah, when he flips the car after doing the prank in the beginning. You get a first-person view of that, and I thought that was fucking awesome. And then it's it almost like it was – like my girl made a great point. It, it, during the flipping scenes especially, it almost looked like it was meant to be in 3D. Yeah. But then – so they flip the car. Yeah, they flip this van that they're borrowing like the, the – And they get the, slammed by a fucking train. Billy's – oh, yeah, that's right. But they don't go into it. All of a sudden, they just wake up the next morning. But they don't go into it. Like no ambulance, no nothing. They just wake up in the bed the next morning. Yeah, magically. And everybody's fine. But nobody remembers how they got home. No, and, this is the beauty. This is the best part because they start realizing they have powers. Like Jason gets up, realizes he's got like a six pack. You know, he's like he looks even more buff than before. Looks in the mirror, and then goes to puke and move and puts his hand on the uh, the sink and breaks the fucking sink. Like my favorite is when off. and Billy's in his basement. And my favorite part is when he always he goes to open his fucking cabinet and he rips the the cabinet door off the fucking thing. Mm hmm. But there's a great point. That they did in this movie, which I thought was really great. And there's a great moment where Jason, when he first wakes up, though, before he pukes and all that, he looks at the coin that he got and he puts it on his he puts it on his uh, his dresser. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to the bathroom and, and there he it is down and there it is. So like the coin bonds with you. Once it yeah. decides you're a Power Ranger, you're a fucking Power Ranger. No, it's 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 power rapage. It's yeah, it's kind of power rapage. It's like you will be a Power Ranger. Yeah, you don't have a choice, bitch. You're a Power Ranger. Sorry. So yeah, so the kids go to school, and then they find out they're all strong, and there's the kid, the bully again, comes up to Billy and is like, hey, Jason's not around to protect you this time, and he's like, he doesn't want to fight him, and then the bully goes to headbutt Billy, and headbutts him hard, like, <laughs> yeah. but he knocks himself out, and Billy's just fine. Yeah, knocks him out, and everyone's like, oh my god, you took out the bully, blah, 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 and, then, and then later on, he's like bragging about it, like, I, and I said, if you must come at me, then come at me, you know, that? I thought that shit was funny. Yeah, because it's like the ultimate nerd revenge. Mm-hmm. And then Kimberly comes up to Billy and talks to him, which makes it even more public because the head shooter is talking to the nerd. Yeah. And that's another thing I got to touch on. 
in the original Power Rangers, it was kind of hard to accept that Billy would be hanging out with the best gymnastics girl, the best martial artist, and the best break dancer in school. And this is where, you know, we call bullshit. In real life high school, I mean, everyone's segregated. Everyone hangs out with different crowds. Exactly. So, there are cliques. There, there's, there's cliques that happen. If you have nerdy kind of guy, he's going to hang out with the nerdy kind of people. You don't, you're just not going to hang out with, like, the jock, and because the jocks hang out with the jocks. The freaking cheerleaders hang out with the cheerleaders and the jocks. The freaking uh, break dancers, they have their own clique. You know, that kind of thing. And that's why I like this, because when they found the, the power crystals in this one, um, they're coins, but when they found the power crystals, they didn't know each other. So it was like, it was it was way more plausible that these five teens would be together, because it was just, it really was just happenstance. Or you could call it destiny, if you're one of those people that believe that there's this all-power fate. The, the, the three kids, I mean, Jason, Billy, and Jason, Billy, and Kimberly get together in the, in the cafeteria, and they start talking about how they're stronger, more powerful. The and they put the crystals down on the cafeteria table and they start getting hot. They start heating shit up. Oh like, yeah, it's all bubbling and shit. Yeah, and they're like they're like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. We got to go back to where we found this. And they go back to the site where they meet up with Zach and Crazy Girl Trini, and they find that they can jump across cliffs. They're super fucking strong. Well, I like it when they were. I like it when they were climbing up that cliff to go find Trini. Oh, that was they're, super. They're dope. like they're like crackhead climbing that thing. It's yeah, like, that was super cool because they were barely touching the surface. It was almost like Spider Man crawling. Very much so, and it was really cool. And then and then they get to the top. But the but the speed of which they were climbing was unreal yes. too. Yes. Which which made it fucking dope. And then they get to the top, and she jumps. I mean, she's obviously she doesn't want to talk to nobody. She doesn't want to. She's being you know she's not being social. She's she doesn't want nothing to do with anybody, so she jumps, and then they jump, and they're like, oh, this is crazy, but she can do it, we can do it. And, of course, it goes all the way down to Billy, who's, like, super reluctant. He's like, no, no, I'm going to fall, I'm going to die. In fact, there's one point when I think he's just moving, walking back and forth, he's pacing, trying to get himself to, trying to talk himself into doing it. Right, he's talking about his mom, he's like, Billy, what happens if you die? Your mom is going to be all alone. Yeah. Like, it, it's hilarious. But, when, but she can find someone else, you know? Yeah, but, <laughs> kind of, so he finds, but he jumps, and then he falls off the cliff. Why do you think yeah. Billy's dead? And he goes, guys, come down here. It's awesome. So everybody starts jumping off the cliff one by one. Mm -hmm. But Trini's not going to go with them because she's a little bitch. Yep. I'm sorry. I hate Trini. I fucking, this girl, like, I'll, I'll just say this. Give her credit on the acting skills and the writing of it because an actor who can make me hate you ex is still a good actress because mm -hmm. it's like they wrote the character that way. She acted it out, and I did hate her. So she's but still the, pretty But yeah, there I'm, are some flaws there that we'll get to that yeah, you and yeah. I talked about earlier today, I believe. So she jumps down, or well, well, everybody jumps down, and then Kimberly and Trini are left on the cliff. And this is another one of my favorite scenes. She yeah. goes, "Hey, can I get some of your water?" And she walks over. She's like, "Yeah, just don't kill it." And then she's like, "Okay." And just remember, I'm really sorry. And she's like, "Sorry about what?" And she grabs her and like throws her and jumps off the cliff with her. Well, she she pretty much gives her a bear hug and it falls off the cliff with her. Which is crazy. So they they, they fall in the water and then they start glowing. Which again, an another great Billy scene. Because this is a scene that this is one of the scenes that's actually in the commercial. And it almost, and my first impression was, because, uh, you know, we used to, you were getting to the Billy scene, was Zach starts going, oh, wait, I'm black. And Billy re retorts with, you're not black. And we understand, we understand what that meant now, especially after watching, but watching it in the, in the, uh, the commercial, it almost seemed kind of like, uh, it was, it, it was like in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like, almost like angry black guy kind of thing. It almost looked like an angry black guy thing, uh, yeah. but it wasn't. It was a really hilarious comic because oh, no. he's blowing black. Yeah, he's wasn't. like, "I'm black." No, you're not. Once you got to know Kabili as a character, you knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, he was more just confused because he doesn't understand the joke. He doesn't understand like the nuance, and that's what's great. And then somebody sees something below them, and they decide to start swimming down. Right, so they start swimming down. Oh, that was a 
fucking weird scene, but I love that it. That was a trip scene. And they start swimming down, and all of a sudden they get to the bottom, and they can pull through it, and it's like oxygen on the bottom. It's, it's almost like, think about like they're swimming upside down, as in they're yeah. going to the top of the water, but they're going down instead. And it was, it, everything was upside down and backwards and strange. And they, and, and they fall through like gravity. And one of my favorite lines, again, by Billy, he looks up, and he, he looks up at the water and goes, and he goes, damn, well, that makes sense. And it doesn't make sense because the, the water is floating above you. Yeah. Well, he's, I don't know if that's exactly what he said. I can't remember. But he said he, Billy had the most, like, excellent retorts in the show. Like, he would say something. And it, it almost it was almost one of those things where you go, like, uh, that's something I would say. That's, some, uh, yes. that's how I'd react to that, you know? And they find a spaceship. And it's literally this time it's a spaceship, which I which I do again I like because when you watch the show again, you know that Alpha Five, you know that Zordon, they're from a different space. That's why the whole space Power Rangers happened. Like there's a whole galaxy of Rangers, and it's a whole big thing. It's not just Earth, and they added something that's in this first. So so they get there and they first meet Alpha Five, and they think he's an alien. And Alpha Five had that great line where he goes, well, how, they, uh, "How they brought Alpha Five out was amazing." Yeah, but that, 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 they had that great moment with Alpha Five when he goes, uh, five Rangers, five different colors, five different color kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it was hilarious. I was like, that is so great. Um, but they Alpha Five, he gets him to calm down and he brings him in, and then up pops Zordon. Well, well let's, let's talk about this. Alpha Five wasn't the typical annoying Alpha Five we know and love from. No, actually, and this time uh, Alpha Five was played by Bill Hader. Which yes. I'm a big fan of Bill Hader, and I'm really glad they cast him as Alpha Five. And he wasn't that screechy. I, 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 I. He was a badass little robot. Uh, like, he had kind of like a Brooklyn accent. I, I liked him. I liked him. But I, I, I will say this though: he did say I, I, I two times more than he should have. I'm, I'm well. I'm that's glad the amount that, of times he said it is what well, I'm saying. Well, but that's just it. Is I like the fact that he said I, 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 I because that was Alpha Five's thing. Yeah, but that I mean, was his so catchphrase. Overdone, you know. In the but, show, it was done way too much because literally he said it at every moment of every, every five fucking, seconds. Yeah. It was, I, 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 oh god, I just, Alpha Five was one of the characters I just literally wanted to kick in the nuts all the time. And yeah, but that's that's why I like this Alpha Five. And again, I'm just doing it for time. He brings him into the ship. He activates Zordon. He explains to Zordon that his consciousness is now is now downloaded in, into the ship. Downloaded into the ship, and he's trapped there. And and Zordon is not is not this father figure Zordon that we come to love from the first one. He's like pissed. He's like, "Fuck, who are these kids? These are teenagers." And at first, which I really love, at first he doesn't speak English. He speaks this really crazy yeah. alien dialect. And then Alpha Five goes, "Oh, they're teenagers from Earth. English is in your dictionary. Access it." And he accesses it, and then he, and then he starts speaking English, which I really love. Because it's just a little – it's one of those little nuances that I think a lot of movies ignore how somebody, especially an alien, would understand English or speak English. And this yeah. one, they, I feel like they did it a very, very good way. And then well, Zordon – Even in the first scene, you know, the movie, they weren't speaking English. He was speaking some – that alien weird, Yeah, that weird, crazy alien language, and so was Rita. Mm-hmm. And he explains – so he explains to the Power Rangers that – which, again, this is something I really love – is that every life in the galaxy – that hosts intelligent life has a crystal that can create life or destroy life. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because, again, not to get all religion-y, but it, it kind of goes into – it's basically a god crystal. And what's really cool is like the god crystal is kind of – then explains why there are these – why there is a need for Power Rangers to protect life. So really the Power Rangers are a higher calling than anything because then it shows that they're like the ultimate life protectors. They're not just here to protect human life. They're here to protect – a a crystal that will literally keep us alive or kill us. Yeah. And that is kind of a power 
that is a higher calling that I think is works very well for a lot of superheroes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and they, they took a very interesting new take on it. Um, they, they kind of, they kind of introduced Rita in that aspect. And of course, yeah, Rita, and Rita, 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 Rita they found Rita, Rita, found Rita in the bottom of the ocean or in the ocean at one point. Yeah. This, this uh, fishing freighter found her and pretty much fished her up and they had called like, I guess the cops and they caught, I guess a copper and FBI agents came in and, uh, and, and checked her out and, you know, it, it just it kind of she kind of moves and it fades to black, and you know his fate. He's fucked. Yeah, and she's basically resurrecting herself by the life and gold of human beings. And it's really, yeah. she's actually really creepy because she like tears out people's fillings mm-hmm. for like their gold fillings. Like she's Rita in this one, and I love her name, Rita Repulsa. Mm-hmm. You really get that Repulsa sense. Oh from yeah, this Rita, as opposed to like that high pitched, screechy, horrible. I mean, the actress was amazing in the original, but but the 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 English transi- translation and the lady who just they they really kind of went with a repulsa as far as like annoying. <laughs> yeah, so she throughout that point, uh, they introduce her. They talk. The uh, Zordon talks to the Rangers. Well, they're not necessarily Rangers at this point, but they, he explains what the 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 uh, power coins are for and whatnot. And they don't know how to morph. To morph. And that bothers me. That was the one thing that bothered me. How so? I liked it. Because, I mean, if you think about it, if you don't know, if something's new to you, you got to practice to do it. Yeah, but that's kind of the thing. is Once the coin chooses you, you have the ability to morph. That's the whole point of screaming, it's morphing time in the original show. It doesn't take an energy. They didn't have to have this bonding moment. They didn't have to know each other. To, to... That was one of the downsides. That was plot the... device. It was plot device, but I think that that's where it lost me a little bit. When I when I get to my overall review, we'll talk about the four things I don't like. That's one of them. Yeah, okay. that was one of. I don't like the fact that they had to. Literally, he explains they get on the morphing grid and they're all standing around each other in basically like a semicircle, well, a circle. And Zordon's like, "Clear your thoughts. Focus on all of each other. You have to be one with each other." And it's very zen, very gay. <laughs> and I just, I really, really did not like that, that they couldn't just morph because look, the, the coin already picked them. It already gave them superhuman abilities and made them super ripped and super strong and super sexy. That, 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 that sounds wrong. Okay. All right. I take that back. No, I don't take it back. They were sexy. <laughs> they, they were all of them, especially Zach. I was weirdly attracted to Zach. I don't care about, I'm a little worried about you. Don't be worried about me. It's, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's 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 a, it's it's a straight homoerotic attraction to Zach. I don't know. It's, it's that's, weird. That's fine. It's it's weird. Anyways, so the coin already picks you. The coin already shows you that you're worthy. So why do I have to practice to morph when the coin already picks me? Because they, they, they went into no, they went into such depth and such detail. So even in the beginning, where he when Zordon hid the coins in the very beginning to say hide until you find the ones that are worthy. If they're worthy, why the fuck do I need to morph? Or why do I have to bond with my crew to morph? Then you go into this like whole training montage. Well, hold on. Well, well, they, they get into the training montage because Zordon tells them in 11 days, Rita will have enough power and enough gold to summon Goldar, which I was super excited about. Yeah. That, he, and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and he let me down. Though. They feel they're morphing. So he goes, take them to the pit. And that seems to be like, one of the words that, that repeats itself in this in this movie, take him to the pit, and not it's not just that scene, and we'll get into that because I think even Rita Repulsa says it later on to Goldar, if you if I'm not mistaken. They they go to the pit, and this training montage happens, right? Yeah, so yeah, they get these training montages in the pit, and one of my funniest lines is while they're training and they keep failing, the, the Alpha goes says one of the best lines he goes you know you could be killed right and you kind of like and you kind of like laugh it off as like oh ha ha they're trying to be cute and like 
show some sort of like seriousness when we all know it's a kid's show and a kid's movie and it's not that serious. So anyway, so they have this training montage and he, and he says that really funny line, you know you can die, right? Which you laugh about it, but at the same time, it's like it's trying to overshadow the seriousness of how serious these ran- this this new Ranger crew is. Yeah. And during their training montage, they're obviously fighting. They don't know each other. They're angsty. They're teenagers. They got to get to know each other. Um, there's this great moment where they all decide to leave because they're all tired of getting beat up and they can't morph and they all dip out oh. and Jason... Well, and it's Jason, not that they decide to leave. It's more Zordon tells him to go. It's actually, he does. Close. He tells him to leave. Yeah, he's like, he goes, get the fuck out. Like, dip out of here. And then Jason overhears that once they morph, that Zordon will have the opportunity to come back to life in this realm. Yeah, once the morphing grid is actually fully charged, he can and, use that power to re- and, rebirth himself. And it's almost and like and, a fuck you to the, the, the Rangers because... He didn't tell him about that. Yeah, and Jason gets real mad. And they have this great deep moment where he talks about how he failed as a ranger. He protected what he had to do. He dropped the thing. He's the whole reason why they're there. If anybody deserves to be a ranger and lead the team, it must be Zordon. Like, he's very adamant about it. Like I said, Zordon is not the father figure. No, he's actually he was a douchebag. He's, kind of he's kind of an ass. But he's kind of like – the way I look at him is he's kind of like a failed PTSD soldier. Yeah. I, like I, tough I, love dad. Like a tough love dad. I see it. Yeah. And so all the kids fail. They're all getting beat up, and and they have this great moment with Jason. And he has, and Jason is basically talking to Dad like tough love Dad. And he's like, "Fuck you, Dad. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is my team, and I'm gonna lead my team. This isn't your team no more. You fucked up. Yeah, he's, he's literally, time. and he literally told him that he's like, "You failed. This mm-hmm. is my team now." And like basically gave Zora the middle finger, which I actually love that scene. Yeah, that was actually that was a scene that actually showed that he was he was. That Jason was actually really he wanted to be a ranger. He was, he was you know he was determined. Yeah, and, and worthy of it. And so he goes outside. They decide to have a little camp out and get to know each other, which I think was great. Uh, that was a good. That was a good scene. It really well, was. Well, and this is well, this is where I get into it. Okay, this is where I have issues, and this is where I really hate Trini. So they're talking about. So Zach decides to start first, and Zach's story is actually kind of sad. He's kind of a runaway and a kind of a troublemaker, but he's really running away from his fears of life because his mom, who he loves more than anything else in the world, which is one of my favorite scenes when he screams, "My mom is the best!" Yeah, that was that was pretty good when he screams, "My mom is the best." Uh, she's dying of something. Yeah, it doesn't say what. It just I, kinda... I assume I kind of assume cancer. They don't go into it. That's my that's just my nerd assumption. You know, it, but is that, but it, that's also it's also really cool that they 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 leave that open for the for interpretation for the yeah so yeah like, so so they have this so Zach opens up and he really has this open up moment. Uh, Billy then talks about his dad and how he doesn't really miss him and how that's kind of sad to him. <clears throat> yeah, well, because he, he does miss him, but he doesn't start missing him when he's with them. Well, yeah, because his friends, he's with his friends, and so he loves his new friends and everything, and you, and you kind of like bond with Billy. Um, Kimberly's a bitch. She doesn't decide to talk at all. No, she's Jason, like, oh, no, no, I'm skipping this. Someone yeah, someone and then and then Jason says, well, you guys all know my story, which kind of everybody does. Yeah, because he's the failure of the town. Because he's the failure. Yeah, he's the failure of the town, the, 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 the all-American boy who failed everything. Mm-hmm. And then they finally get to Trini. And Trini starts getting real emotional and starts talking about how her parents are very traditional. Well, how and she's they, the new girl everywhere she uh, goes. Well, no, she goes, she, goes, she goes, I've been to three schools in three years. I go to mm-hmm. three different schools every single year, and I like it because it keeps everybody at arm's distance. My parents are so prim and proper, and they all believe in labels. And, 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 and Zach makes a great point to be like, guy troubles? And then she goes, and she's, she's quiet. quiet. And she's like, everybody believes in labels. I don't believe in labels. And he's like, girl troubles. And then she kind of just kind of like. It was like, almost like a nod without nodding. Yeah, she almost nodded without nodding. It was like a sullen moment that you can see. It's very body language, which again, good good to the actress. But the vibe I got off it was that she's 
tomboyish, transgender, bisexual, doesn't really well, know whatever, herself. What, what have you? It's it's you can you can say she's possibly lesbian. She possibly lesbian, bisexual. But and I just I it just, doesn't it I doesn't didn't... necessarily. You know, I'm going to say this. It doesn't necessarily label her. But no, it do, it doesn't label her. But she goes out of her way to say. I think well, I think her biggest issue, and this is just me as a viewer, you know, kind of guessing. Is that that her parents weren't behind her? Yeah, and that's another thing choices. too. Is it came off weak compared to the other people's storylines? Yeah, it came off very weak and said like, "Oh, here's a dying mother. Here's an autistic kid who lost his father. Here's a high school boy who's fucked up his career." They have these very profound moments, and then it's I'm angsty because I don't believe in labels and I'm an outsider and I don't actually. I you know when I'm not going to get into it, but I think Kimberly's story was the weakest of them all. You think? See, I don't think Kimberly's was that weak. And I'll explain well, to you. I'll explain to you. I think it's a little crybaby how she made it all about her when she was the one who created the situation yeah but when we when we get to it we'll, we'll talk it? more about that uh, it's very cliche trini's trini's story is is cliche as well but it's it's there's there's substance to it there's a story you know like she's she's almost she's like self-loathing almost it uh, all comes down to how you interpret the line, because this is this is a no bullshit line. She mm -hmm. says, "I don't believe in labels, and I don't want to be stuck to any labels." But she said she now, had very traditional parents, and I now, think yes, the problem now, is now, is now here's the thing, and this is the problem that I had with it. I feel like they covered the dead dad, the dead mom, right, or dying mom, dead dad, high school fuck up, and they just threw in the sexuality label thing, as in let's cover all the basis of teenage problems right now. Yeah, I could see that. And that's and that to me why it felt very forced. I want a strong female lead that says that I'm this is th I'm okay with my sexuality. It's okay to be okay with your sexuality when you're a teenager. Own it and be okay with it. See, Trini's character is very touch and go throughout the series. And it is. And that. that and that's my problem with it. And that's where the problem lies is that her storyline felt very forced to touch on all the problems of the gen of of the new generation. Yeah. Right, because now we can get it into... Felt, it felt like it was pushed in our face, like, look, you know, this is what's going on. Kimberly goes to Jason's house at night and explains to her what landed her in detention. Oh, and yeah. what it is, is she denied the fact that she sent a picture. So she was dating this guy, and her friend sent her a nude photo of herself, to which then she sent to her then-boyfriend. Again, again, they didn't say it was a nude photo. How well, it's up for interpretation. It, it's, it's pretty it, obvious. It's pretty, it's pretty heavily implied. Mm-hmm. But now she sends that to her then boyfriend, who then sends it to everybody. Then she goes to her boyfriend and punches his fucking teeth out. Well, she because, sent it to her boyfriend and said, "Is this the kind of girl you would like to bring?" Right, to because now? she was because she was being a catty bitch. Yeah. Now, and that's why I bring it full circle with with why I don't like Trini because again, let's be honest. In this day and age, again, we don't really know like be, the, I, I never experienced cyberbullying when I was a kid. Well, there wasn't very much going on. It wasn't a thing. The, yeah, bullying back in our day was in your face. Yeah. But I can only imagine what it would be like to send a, per, per, let's just say, a provocative photo. Not necessarily nude, but maybe let's just say per, per, provocative. Provocative, yeah. A photo, and then suddenly the whole school seeing it. No, so so how would you deal with that? And then and the other problem that I had with Kimberly's story is, okay, you were being a snarky, catty bitch. Yeah, and you, all of a sudden she, and she feels bad for it. That's, and that's then she issue. feels bad for it. It's like, bitch, you did this to yourself. She's like, oh, I don't want to be a bitch, but I was a bitch. Hee <laughs> hee. So you, you pretty no, much so stepped on want, your own toes I, is what I, she did. She basically says, I was a bitch. I, I didn't mean to be a bitch, or I didn't mean to be that much of a bitch. Now feel sorry that I was a bitch. Yeah. It's like, no, bitch, I'm not feeling sorry for the fact that you created this. And the, her big sto sob story is that they showed the picture to the dad. 
Mm-hmm. And his has, eyes. And his Ooh. eyes. Yeah. That's why it's highly implied that it's a nude photo to me. To me. Yeah. And if I knew that the whole school saw a nude photo of my daughter, I would be heartbroken for my daughter. Yeah. You know, plus I'd be a little disgusted having seen my naked daughter. <laughs> you know? So, and so it's very heavily implied. But that's why it really makes me mad because, as I said, you got the dead, mom, dead dad, dying mom, high school fuck up. And I felt like they were like, okay, so let's talk to teenagers and what's the biggest problems? Okay, cyberbullying and and bisexuality, lesbian, and transgender. And that's where I feel they lumped Trini into the non-binary, non-labels, right? Well, you know what? We can just say Trini has, has parent issues. Well, I see. I think it's more than parent issues. What I'm saying is that her parents don't approve. You know, nerds, go out and see the movie. Tell me if I'm right on this one because I really think it's, it's, it's a transgender. Well, do you remember the scene where she's – talking to her parents and she says she might be a superhero how her mom reacted yeah she pissed tested her yeah she's, she's peeing this cup which means that of, maybe trini has drug issues no it, it just means that they think she was on drugs because she said some crazy heinous stuff but you've got you got to remember as well her parents were asking her how her friends were and they were almost mockingly doing so yeah that's true that's so true. There's, there's, so, there's there's parent issues. There's family. Issues. Well, there's definitely parent issues. There, and she, well, and, and and the fact, and this is another thing that I hate about Trini is that her mom is just trying to get to know her, and she's being that quiet little bitch at the end of the table. Like I don't want to talk to my parents because they don't get me because I don't bleed in labels. It's like, uh, see, I agree, I agree with that. But she, in, in a way, she did it to herself. Not quite as much as Kimberly did. Yeah, did and th and that's the problem that I have with the two girls storyline. In the next movie, they have like a big reveal, you know. Uh, like the Green Ranger is supposed to be a female, or something. and maybe, and maybe, the, yeah, maybe the new Green Ranger, maybe Tommy is a female, and then Tommy and Trini get together. Well, there's there's word of, of Tommy being female. Yeah, that, that's I, not I speculation. Know, I don't know how true it is. Yeah, nerds, that, 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 that nerds, that is not speculation. It is actually a fundamental fact. They even interviewed Jason David Frank on his feelings and how he'd feel if, if Tommy Oliver was a female in the new version, because there is serious talk about Tommy Oliver being a female in the new one, which I think. I don't like it, it would be cool. I don't like it. I personally don't like it. Now, here's the thing. We, we've been talking about all this for a while now, and here's what the beautiful thing about this movie and why I love it is because they left so much up for interpretation, though, that me and you are sitting here debating all the child's storylines. Well, yeah, and we've been doing it for quite a bit now. Yeah, the movie's, so, the so movie's so amazing. The movie was very well done. So anyway, so you fast forward, training montage complete. They bond. Everybody's happy family now. Rita Repulsa goes to Trini's bedroom. Oh, yeah has an out-and-out -out fight scene with her and tells her that she was on Zordon's team as the Green the Ranger. Green fucking Ranger. And she was the outcast just like Trini, so Trini should join her, and she'll kill everybody but her, basically. Yeah, she said, if you if you, if you you betray your friends, I will, I will spare you. She tells her friends at a football thing, and they go decide to go kill Rita, well, which actually, is... Actually, she decides... what well, They lead you to think she decides not to. They, they, she ends up goading them into wanting to go find Rita at this place. They all get captured, and then Rita outs Trini in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I'll let you continue on from there. So Rita's got all the power rangers tied up on the side of a boat. Now, mind you, I, I gotta say this. They went to Rita Repulsa to kill her, which oh, is yeah. a huge teen decision to murder somebody <laughs> sorry <laughs> no i'm serious that's not it's, a Saturday. it's not even like the it's not even like the like the the, the show in the the 90s 
It wasn't. They were never murdered anybody. Yeah, no. In the show, they're like, "Let's defeat Rita. Let's stop an evil plan." These kids were like, "We're gonna kill this bitch. We're gonna straight kill this bitch." Is what we're gonna do. And I thought that was amazing. I thought that was so good. I thought that was so amazing. But it wasn't like I don't know. I, I never, as a teenager, sat around on a Saturday night football field and decided to go kill somebody with my five my close <laughs> friends. So, anyways, as a superhero. As a superhero. Now they go and they fight. Rita Repulsa, but they can't morph at this point. They still can't morph. Well, the only one that has morphed was uh, Billy, but he did it accidentally. Of, accidentally, yeah. And now the coolest scene was them that that first fight scene with Rita Repulsa. That fight mm. scene was fucking titties. It, yeah, was, it was. They got it their was, asses handed to them. Yeah, so now she's got them all tied up, and she was like, you're all going to die unless you tell me where the crystal is, the crystal of life. Now, unbeknownst to the rest of the Power Rangers, Billy has been searching for the, the crystal and found it underneath the Krispy Kreme donut shop. Which, by the way, Krispy Kreme was said way too much in that movie. Yeah, you could tell Krispy Kreme gave him some you, money. You can tell that there was some sponsorship there, for sure. Yeah, so she's like, Krispy Kreme, cool. Thank you for telling me, Billy. I'm going to kill you. And she cuts his rope, and he falls in the water, and he starts to die. They pull Billy out of the water, and you're like, oh, then Billy's... He's not breathing. And he's, not, he's fucking dead. Rita Repulsa killed a Power Ranger. This is no longer your 90s kid's... Power Rangers. It started no longer being your 90s kids Power Rangers when they were going to fucking straight kill Rita. Right. Now they now they go into like... Now here's the one problem I had with this. All the kids are watching Billy die and he, he got pulled out of the river. Oh yeah. Not one of them knew fucking CPR or even attempted CPR. Like nobody knew CPR. Really? Maybe, maybe it's because my first job as a kid when I was 13 years old was a junior lifeguard. You know yeah. that I, I knew CPR. But like, no, what they decided to do is pick his dead body up. Lug his ass across town. And, and carry him very Christ-like <laughs> all the way across town. And here's the thing. They walk all the way across Angel Grove and not one cop was like, oh, they're carrying a dead body. Or, or the fucking... Um, or the fucking security from earlier. Right. No one's... The security must be completely fucking stupid because they can just come and go as they please after, you know, they got away and got hit by a, a train, you then know? It, well, none of that. So let's, let's carry a dead body all the way back to Zoran. Yeah. But let's drop a drowned dead body back into water. <laughs> yeah. Put him back in the water and go through it to get to Zordon. Yeah. So they so they get back to Zordon and they're like he goes, "Is there anything you can do? There's got to be something you." He said, "No, there's nothing I can do." And then they're all like mourning as a team pretty much. And they're all crying that's, over Billy and it's a very And that's the that's the that's the point right there as a team. They're crying over Billy. Right. And they're, and they're all focusing together. on Billy. And then the the you know, Alpha's like, "Oh, this the morphing grid is actually fully charged. You can you can jerk off into that if you want to, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, it, it looks like he's actually gonna, he's actually gonna rebirth himself, and then his face comes back. He's like, I'm back, bitches, and then Billy wakes up. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. <laughs> Pretty What's much. Up? I like this you know? face screen thing. I kind of like this thing. I, I, I've, I've kind of grown attached to this ship. I'm attached to a supercomputer, and I've got access to all of Earth's porn. I'm. I was good about here. to say that there's so much porn in <laughs> this ship. There's so much porn in this ship. <laughs> so like, no. So Billy comes back all Jesusy. They get on the morphing grid, they morph into the Power Rangers, and then it's go go Power Rangers time. They 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 morph into the Power Rangers and they have the cool superhero walkout moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, well they're walking. Then they had and a then, really then they had a really cool fight scene with the putties, and they had a really cool fight scene underwater with the putties, which, which was super Which by good. yeah, by the way, the but the putties the putties in my opinion are an issue. But. The putties are a little bit of my issue too. So, anyways, mm -hmm. so epic war, epic war happens. They're fighting all the putties. 
They're fighting against everything. They realize there's too many putties and they can't win. And Zach, being the crazy badass that he is, is like, hold on, I'll be right back. He comes back in his Zord and just tears everybody apart in his Zord. All of them decide to go to town because what? They, well, while they're fighting on the scene and Zach's in his Zord, they look over and Goldar is resurrected. Mm-hmm. Now here's Which the thing he looks about- just about like the character in yeah, the Yeah, but not... I... I Goldar was a little bit more menacing and kind of even for being a fake kind of puppet in the original series, he was still more badass than this Goldar. He was like a mm. this one was a live molten lava golden monster. I beg to I beg to differ. I think he was more menacing in this one simply because the wings were a, super dope. I, he and didn't I lost, have a face in this one, and I think that's what that's I and, that, and that's what I didn't like either. He was kind of faceless. So yeah, then they get in at this point. They see that they everyone gets in their swords, and then the epic go go Power Rangers theme plays, and that's where I that's where I got my nostalgic nerd. T- and then they fight in their zords, which I thought was badass. I they love. Go to, they go to I town lo- and just cause much more damage than shit. Yeah, when happened. they go to town, yeah, when they go to town, they don't really. I mean, the, granted, Rita pulled up a shit ton of putties. She's causing havoc, man. But they do a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. Themselves, but it's really hilarious. So then they all fight on Goldar. She gets the Krispy Kreme. She and it was a really funny scene where she gets into Krispy Kreme and then yeah, eats a donut. Eats a fucking donut, like, <laughs> and she looks like she's enjoying it. Yeah, she looks like she loved that donut. She was like, mm, <laughs> "This is an amazing donut." Um, but she opens up the portal so they can see the crystal. They're blocking the thing. Now, this is the part that I have a problem with. Goldar pushes well, all the Zords into the pit. And this, this again, this is where she goes, push them into the pit. So she pushes them into the pit, and instead of having that great transform- transformation moment that you get in the TV show, it's just kind of like hold on to each other. It kept saying hold on to each other. Mm-hmm. And they morph into the Megazord, and they come out of the hole all Megazordy, but in the Megazord, it doesn't look like a Megazord. It looks like a retarded Optimus Prime. It, yeah, I'll give you that one. But one of my favorite lines comes from Billy again. And in the old show, they all sat in a cockpit together. In this show, they're individual Zords. Yeah, like they're on the chest of this thing. Yeah, and this one, Jason was the the chest. Uh, Trini and Kimberly with the arms. Zach and Billy with the legs. And Billy says that great leg. He goes, he goes, Zach, you're a leg. I'm a leg, man. <laughs> The cockpits are like these oval-shaped cockpits, and they're all all along the chest of this thing. Then they fight. They fight Goldar. They defeat Goldar. They defeat Rita. They save the day. And that's the thing. And she gets inside of Goldar. And the best part is she slaps Rita. He bitch slaps her. Oh, she does say, make my monster grow. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. You know what? The, the, The make my monster grow part was when she actually made Goldar appear. Oh, that is true. That is true. That's, yeah, so she's and that, and I, I saw that, and the, I think the first thing I said was really they had to say that. I it was probably like I could have gone without that, like just like the IIIs. I could have gone without the make my monster grow. But yeah, that's the slap scene was freaking hilarious because it went back all the way to the the being. Yeah, it was weird, right? <laughs> it was so good. They basically they find her. She's amongst all that molted gold, I guess, and they they uh, they make her basically give up the staff and the uh, green. The green coin, right? And then, and then, yeah, the movie ends, and it ends on a, a cliffhanger of them probably gonna have a sequel. And then the end credits is them being in attention, and uh, they say, "Well, oh, after the end credits, after like the end credits, scene. there's a bonus scene." And they go, um, "A new student is joining us in detention, uh, Tommy Oliver." Yeah. And a, a locker explodes, and then Billy goes, "That's my, that was my bad." So, anyways, so so that's the Power Rangers movies. Now, I, I will say this: I had four problems with the Power Rangers movies. I had a problem with the morphing grid. I had a problem with the... They didn't explain it enough. 
Yeah, I had a problem with the morphing grid. I didn't like the fact that they couldn't just morph and, and do the, uh, it's morphing time! Uh, I had well, they did say it's morphing time. In yeah. fact, when you failed saying... But, I, I, think, I, think, but I, want, I want them to hold the thing out and say the saying, and I want... Yeah, them, you wanted to see them actually change. Yeah, and uh, I had a problem with a little bit too much of the... Of the uh, some of the storylines fell a little flat, uh, as we talked about in length. And the other problem that I had with it was um, that nobody knew martial arts. Other than that, though... I give this movie a solid, throbbing, hard cock nine nerd boner. That's a good rating. That's a good rating. So I have some problems with the movie myself. You can tell, first and foremost, and I'm not going to do it chronologically, but you can tell they tried to save money with uh, the the the, me- the introduction of the Megazord. Because they, you know, they fell into the pit and they come out of the Megazord. Yeah. So you can tell they tried to save money. Like they didn't want to be like, oh, this is this part goes into there. This and they, they you know, by doing that, they could have sold a hell of a lot of toys. Yeah, they could have, and that's what but, the band. The whole point of Power Rangers was a toy company. Mm-hmm. So like they missed out on an opportunity to make a whole lot of toys that could link together. So it was, in my opinion, it was a, it was a, it would, and they probably just honestly they probably just had no CG money for that. Uh, but it just they fell into this pit and they come out friggin' retarded Optimus Prime. And it was almost like anticlimactic to me. I'm like, oh, look, it's a Megazord. That's that's cool. Yay. But it was cool to see um, the Zords. I like the Zords. They were an interesting take on the original Zords. Um, my second issue, how easily... Where Petrini pretty much was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to betray you guys. And then, like, fucking Rita calls her out on it. And they're just like, oh, we're so worried about uh, about Billy that we don't care. Oh, and by the way, now we're Power Rangers. We're all friends. Like, no one, no one, there's no, like, I'm sorry. There's no, like, they're not talking about it. They're just, they're just automatically yeah, but, buddies. But you, but, you, but you do get that sense. I know it's kind of Trini bash a lot, but you get a sense that she really wanted them as friends. Yeah, she wanted, she to wanted tell. to be their friends. It was hard to tell with all the running she did, but yeah. She was like that girl who runs away from relationships because she doesn't want a boyfriend, but deep down she really wants a boyfriend. Yeah, well, they could have acted, they could have acted a little more on that and, and yeah. more into that, but that's me and these are like small complaints i the make my monster grow part and of course the uh I, 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 I was so sick of that from the series that hearing the actor say it as alpha five even with a different voice because he did he said it twice i counted purposely <laughs> and those are just little meager complaints i think everything else was pretty good i uh, oh well and i will say they did push krispy kreme down our throat you know somebody left the theater going god damn i want a krispy kreme donut Oh, dude, you know it. You know it. It was, <laughs> it, was it was subliminal messaging right there. They're like, I must have Krispy Kreme. I'm going to give it like a 7.5. It was a good movie. Yeah. I was very happy with it. Going in, expecting a shit movie and coming out ex- very excited and very happy. It was it was definitely worth watching. If you guys are fans, I, even if you're not fans, watch it. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. I, I highly recommend it to everybody. Like, it almost made me blow my load. I almost, get, almost gave it a 10. Almost. And I know I'd bitch about it, and, and, I, and I said it before. I do like the fact that they, they, they want to touch on it. Well, there's, don't, there was a lot, don't, of, a lot don't, of interpretation. And, that, in and that's my problem. Don't leave it up for the interpretation to have nerds sit there and debate about whether or not Trini's a lesbian or not. And just come out and say it. You know, that's that's my thing. And that's just me. That's just me because I'm just a big fan of owning whatever you are, right? If you're a nerd, let your nerd flag fly. 
I'm just a big fan of people being them and owning who they are. Now that comes with me being alive for 32 years. I give it a solid nerd boner. Go out and see it, guys. It's fucking amazing. I can't say enough good things about it. I, I really don't have anything bad to say about it, other than the little things I can pick apart here and there. But that's just me being super hard critical. But otherwise, I absolutely loved it. So I guess that brings us to the next thing. The, the one thing I did want to touch on is it is rumored. It is looking very likely that, ladies and gentlemen, this is Stan Lee's last Comic-Con tour. Yes, and that's very sad. I hope, I, you know, he is getting up there in age. This is kind of the end of an era. Stan Lee has been part of the Comic-Con since they started. He's been a big part of it, yeah. And uh, it's it's very sad to see him go. So, nerds out there, I implore you, if you can buy the tickets, he's 94 fucking years old. Wow. Stanley is 94 years old. I and mean, he's still making he's still making cameos in movies and he's he's doing a lot more than a lot of other 94 people are. I, I honestly pray that Stanley is health is not declining and that's the reason why he's not leaving. I hope to God he's healthy. Nerds, if this is true and this is his last comic book run, go out, meet the man. I had the pleasure of meeting Stanley four times four separate occasions one of them being a vip guest pass where i got to sit and talk to the man for 30 minutes oh wow really great guy he's a really laid back fellow really great guy real laid back super nice guy very smart very political very uh very outspoken about his beliefs about what human beings can be and what they should be and and the greatness he sees in our human race and he is honestly one of the best men I've ever had the pleasure of, one of the best celebrities I've ever had the pleasure of sitting down and talking to. I have comic books signed by him. It is a true pleasure to see him. So, nerds out there, if you have the opportunity, go. I know my girlfriend is actually flying all the way to Florida just to go see him in Florida. Man, if Stanley passes away, because well, I should say if when Stanley passes away, that's gonna be a dark day for me. Like, like it's gonna I, be a dark day for all nerds. It's almost like like, uh, like Mark Hamill dying. Like honestly, like on that point, I hope it doesn't happen on a Friday because I am not filming the podcast. There'd just be mm-hmm. too many emotions. I would be too sad. I would, and who knows? He might be like, ah, just kidding, bitches. I'm gonna do it when I'm until I'm 102. You know, and for being 94 years old, the man looks fantastic. Well, yeah, he's he's just he's getting up there in age. You never know what what could be the issue here. I mean, and well, this could also be just bullshit online that we're reading. Well, either way, he's still ninety four years old. Yeah. So please go out and meet the man, shake his hand, tell him thank you for all the wonderful nerdness that he has given the world, and just you know, if he wants you to suck his balls. I don't know about that, but you know, at least fondle him. Yeah, at least fondle him. Like he deserves a fondle. <laughs> so there was one more thing. I wanted to touch base on. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Team Four Star on uh, YouTube, and they're Vegeta. great. Vegeta, are we there yet? On we can YouTube. use whales. <laughs> Vegeta, yeah. Do I'm you a- want to kill a planet? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a whole planet. <laughs> Look, Vegeta. <laughs> there is Radit. Team Four Star is the amazing, great abridged series. They had. Um, they recently had. Uh, Dragon Ball Abridged taken down by YouTube, and this is a big issue. This YouTube, uh, their copyrights strikes on on users is basically just fucking things up. Dragon Balls, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and stuff. That's all. That's all copyrighted. But at the same time, they not only do they put something in the beginning of their shows, they're actually, um, from what I can tell, earn good standards with with Funimation. This is a situation where some douchebag person had turned them in, and the uh, and YouTube being that it everything's automated, and that's the problem. Everything's automated. They don't have people checking this stuff. There's a lot of YouTube channels out there. So I can kind of understand that. But instead of just looking through it like and seeing, oh, okay, this is a this is a um, 
this is a uh, someone someone copyright it's a, is it a legit copyright violation or is it just someone being stupid everyone us nerds we need to kind of stick together and 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 this is my shout out to uh dba and team four star they uh they deserve it they've they've brought a lot of wonderful entertainment not just uh, the dragon ball bridge series but they also have other bridge series out there and we need i mean us nerds who love them we need to stick behind them until that way they don't just give up because it let's be honest man you put all this work into stuff where you have seasons and seasons of stuff. Uh, you know, if this were to happen to Nerds and New Sexy, I'd have been bar- I'd be I'd be heartbroken. Yeah, no shit, right? YouTube is just getting a little too Nazi with their their copyright laws. I mean, yeah. we, and, and and Nerds and New Sexy has experienced that uh, very clearly that when we try to do the Superman thing, Facebook was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, this is copyright law." And it's like, dude, like I get it. Like, look, I I I I understand not wanting to steal somebody's intellectual property. I get that fact. But you're just when when the company signs off on it and is okay with it, let it fucking go. Yeah, we, you know? we've we've talked about this vaguely with 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 F seven seven seven, and in a situation like that, I completely understand. So in a way, it's kind of a kick in the nuts. And you know, YouTube, you need to get your shit together because you're going to start losing people. Which is really crazy because I would hate for our our videos. We're just starting to post up on YouTube, and I would hate for our videos to go down because we talk about Disney or we talk about Power Rangers or we talk or about Nintendo or Nintendo. You know, that would suck. So, so with that said and done, everyone, I think that uh, we're done with the podcast. Uh, we hope to hear from you guys. If uh, you want us to talk about anything specific, let us know. Let us know at the Facebook page or get a hold of uh, Gambit on the Twitter page, and we'll what? go from there. Also, we have um, episode 60 coming up. Episode 60 is our season finale. We will definitely be taking about a month or two off after that so we can... Try new and big things. Exactly. So we can figure out new and big things and magical stuff to do for you. We will definitely have some more YouTube videos and stuff like that out. I just got a lot of wonderful toys for that. Where do you get those wonderful toys? Thank you, Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Including, you know, a new camera, green screen and all that fun stuff so we'll go from there and who knows the sky's the limit we hope uh we hope to see you guys next week on episode 56 thank you for staying with us for this mini boss episode and have a good weekend stay sexy peace